Hi, it's Ginger Bell. Today is Monday, April 6th, and welcome to the next episode of Flatten the Curve, Not the Spirit. This day in the United States, there are over 338,000 confirmed cases of the coronavirus. We have 9,600 deaths, and we have 18,000 recovered cases. What we're doing is helping, so continue to stay home, flatten the curve, and enjoy this video. Have a great day. Hi there, it is Ginger Bell, and welcome to the next episode of Flatten the Curve, Not the Spirit. And today I have with me Miss Kristen Messerly, and she is in LA hunkering down today. A little bit of a surprise for you. You were planning on traveling a lot, I hear, for the next several months. Yes, I was completely set to be in nonstop travel through July, and then everything came to a halt. So just hunkering down over here. Yeah. Well, we're glad you're safe and it's always great to see you. You know, you recently did a very timely article just, you know, talking about so much um, as far as, um, you know, social and planning and the impact as far as different effects. You had related it more to millennials, but it's really timely now as to what's happening. And I know you have um, a background before you got into the mortgage industry as far as being involved in social work. So, you know, as far as, you know, looking at giving advice and how to handle positivity and working with people with trauma, you know, what's some of the, the tips that you can give people in order to, to manage first themselves, to take yeah. care of themselves first? That's exactly what I was going to say to start with is just always to realize that everyone is in a, a stress mode, you know, where everyone's hyper vigilant and including yourself. And so being very, very self-aware whenever uh, we're working closely next to partners or, you know, kids or whatever, like, you know, you may snap a lot faster, or you may be a lot more, uh, you're just more anxious, you're more on edge. And so being aware of that and really, really taking care of yourself. And I can share later a little bit about some of the routines I've put in place for myself. But, um, but then in thinking about how you work with with others, I, the article that I wrote was on applying the trauma-informed care model to the to home buyers because a lot of home buyers today are very anxious, having you know, especially millennials having grown up right. in the mortgage or with the financial crisis and all of that. Um, but yeah, as a social worker, I worked a lot with traumatized populations. And so there's this very common model, trauma-informed care, that just really applies well to um, any kind of anxious financial consumers, or in this instance, it, it applies well in thinking about high anxiety people around you, you know, and, and if you're trying to help anyone, especially home buyers now who are, or consumers generally, if you're working from a sales perspective, this model is really crucial to understand. So um, the five tenets of that model are one, safety. So understanding that you're, 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 client probably doesn't or customer doesn't feel safe and um and so how can you create a more you know like really laying things out in those first meetings always doing video meetings that kind of thing secondly is transparency being really transparent about um what's happening and then the third is choice and fourth is collaboration and the fifth is empowerment so just thinking about how how we can provide a safe space for um, for everyone I think we come in contact with this is really right. applicable because everyone has that anxiety right 
Well, and I think right now, you know, rates dropped a couple weeks ago. And so everybody got really busy and then everyone's trying to get things done. And we were, you know, humming along on the purchase market. And so, you know, everything really slowing down now for a while, probably until everything gets settled out because, you know, the, the title companies are trying to figure out how to get signings done and the, you know, county offices are closed. And, and so being able to address that, you know, stress and make them feel comfortable and to empower them, just to let them know that you're communicating, I think it's important. And video is everything. I just did a webinar this week on how to use virtual um, meetings because, you know, so many of us, we have that face-to-face -face and we're used to that face-to-face. -face, so we're just picking up the phone call. And, you know, obviously for you being a millennial, your generation is much more used to being able to have the conversations where as, you know, some of us may not be. In fact, I just had a call with um, a branch manager in Boston and I said, do you have a, a camera for your computer? And he said, no. I said, okay, so first things first, I'm gonna send you a link, you're gonna order everybody, just you know, go onto Amazon, ship it to them, it may take a couple days, and get equipped. So changing that equipment is, is important because as you said, having that face-to-face -face interaction, especially with your borrowers, is so important to have them be comfortable. So, you know, as far as, you know, communication, and I know you do a lot with a lot of different organizations in terms of, you know, uh, diversity and inclusion. And, you know, it's such a, a conversation as far as being empathetic. Mm -hmm. And so being able to slow that conversation down and empathetic is important. What are some of the things that people can do in those conversations with borrowers? Well, I think, I mean, the, the virtual meetings thing is so important to, to really have a plan for that and, and know how to have a, a good um, video call, put yourself on mute and th these types of things. Uh, I'm writing right now about routines to work from home. And again, like, I think the, what, what's really good for your borrowers is being able to take care of yourself. And so if you are scattered and all over the place, not able to focus and, you know, then you're not going to have good conversations to begin with. You're setting yourself up for a failure there. But in, in the conversation, I think, you know, going back to how you can help your borrower feel very safe, honestly, video is just so crucial, especially right now when a lot of people are missing that face-to-face -face contact right. and you know it just it, it makes us feel better to be able to look at someone and um, and so I think that's really crucial and then um, and it, it also builds trust and so yeah. right now as you're thinking about these conversations do whatever you can to to make your your borrower feel safe and, and that they can trust you so that means going through um, all of the like being really transparent taking the time to respond to their questions responding quickly to their questions if they text something to you you know that, that kind of quick responsiveness is really helpful during right. this time as well well and I think you bring up a good point as far as communicating with them in a variety of ways so if somebody is texting that's a great way to be able to just you know keep short conversations going and to make sure that you're aware of that, that if they're choosing that, then that's a great way to be able to communicate with them. So, you know, really maybe just slowing things down and asking them, you know, what's the best way for me to communicate? Um, yeah. You know, and maybe even too, just having a list of questions, just your standard questions and comfort level. 
you know, I think as, especially our LOs that are so geared towards sales and our real estate agents that are so geared towards sales, they're so used to always coming up with the solution and the next thing. And right now we don't have that. And so sometimes just being that listener, I think is important. And for you, obviously with your social work background, that's something that's very important. What are some of the things that people really need to pay attention to when they're listening? Um, so I think, I mean, whenever you're having a conversation, practicing reflective listening is helpful where you're reflecting back what they're saying so that you make sure that they feel that they've been heard and that they feel and, and that you're un actually understanding them. So a lot of times when you reflect back, like, so what I'm hearing you say is this, then they expand on that and clarify that. And so um, I think, you know, that's really helpful. And then uh, listening for some of the, the fears and anxieties that they're having, the more that you can, if they say, you know, yeah, I'm just nervous about this, or I am, uh, I, you can tell that there's some hesitancy around something, try to dig in on that and, and expand on that. Like you are, you know, it, it's interesting. You are in a, in just a very critical time as a leader with these borrowers, where if you can help them feel safe and feel good about the transaction, which means digging up some of these things that they have anxiety about, then they're going to see you as the leader in their life. You know, I mean, you're, you're, you have a unique opportunity to really shine as a leader in a pretty dark period. Right. Absolutely. Well, and I think too, the other thing is, you know, this applies not just to your borrowers, but to your real estate agents, because I think a lot of real estate agents are very stressed right now and they don't know as much as far as what's going on as what we may know that's happening within the industry. So is there such a thing as over communicating at a time like this, or is this the time you should be communicating more? Yeah. So I think, I mean, you don't want to be annoying, but I think there is a, this is a really unique time to bring leadership. And so I was just talking to a loan officer that had started doing, um, setting up video calls with all of his real estate agent partners and, and just talking, like saying, Hey, I know this is a crazy time. I want to make sure that you're really equipped to have virtual meetings, to do virtual walkthroughs and tours and, um, that you know how, how to set up your social media communication and, um, and then answer any questions that you have, you know, and be a resource and open that door. And again, make sure that those meetings are over video. And so you're building that trust with your, your partners as well. But yeah, I think it's a, a really like, you know, obviously it's a really scary time and it's a, it, there's a lot of dark things happening in this time, but the, it's also a unique opportunity to, to really br bring a lot of light and to make a shift towards a lot of, um, you know, digital adoption and, and do some of the things that you've been wanting to do, but have been holding back on doing. And then especially a unique opportunity to bring, um, bring a sense of safety and trust and, and stronger relationship with real estate agents and borrowers who are feeling very lost in this, this time. Absolutely. So you and I do both a lot on educating. So, you know, this is one of those times that I really think it, you know, it's double down time. Mm -hmm. and to be able to provide some of that education. What are some of the things that loan officers can do besides doing a video call, but as far as like on social or maybe through email or just, you know, thinking about what are the things that they should be building in order to build that education? 
Yeah. So um, this is one of my favorite talk topics. And <laughs> um, I, I, I am going to do a, a shameless plug here, but I, uh, one, I think, you know, creating short videos of yourself to talking about, like I saw one loan officer doing an update every day and that was just a market update. And, and I think that's great. He doesn't, he wasn't doing any kind of professional editing and um, you can just shoot it from your smartphone and post it, keep it fairly short, but yeah, people are just starving for this kind of information. And then, um, and we have really doubled down since all of our speaking stuff stopped and any of our in-person consulting stuff stopped. We just updated all of our digital content, um, and which is all, marketing, social media content, um, and it's financial literacy focused, very positive and um, education focused and stuff that you can share on social media. So um, on our website, culturaloutreach.com, you click on content, you can sign up for that and there's a free trial there. And, um, but I think, you know, finding sources of, of quality content, I'm, I'm sure you can share more on this as well. Um, is a, this is a great time to do that because again, you want to be bringing leadership and, and we're even producing and sharing some stuff about like how tips for working from home, tips for digital meeting you were talking about and graphics like that, that, um, that are, are, are bringing a positive voice in this time. Exactly. And that's what we need. And, you know, it doesn't, I, I love the fact you're talking about an LO that's just doing a very casual, doesn't have to be super edited. You know, you, you don't have to have, you know, your business suit on. This is the time where, you know, we're all in this together and we're all working from home. And so, you know, it's just a matter of getting the information out there that's so important. But then also building a strategy and, and you do a good job with your content to be able to do that and help them. So it's not even like, Hey, I got to think about doing this. It's like, no, you don't have to think about doing this, but you do have to do it. And so being able to find that resource, which you provide and then expand from that as well, I think is an excellent thing to do. So having a mix is good. Like you were saying, expanding from that, like have a base where you're pulling sources of content, whether, you know, wherever you're getting it from. And then, but then build on that with your personalized stuff. So you don't have to be creating everything on your own, allow others to, to do that for you and then create your own short videos or things that are sharing your face and your voice. Exactly. Um, Yeah. And don't be afraid of it. And, you know, I think, this one of those things, you know, people always say, I don't like myself on video. I don't want to see myself on video. And it's like, well, that's what you look like. So we love you anyway. <laughs> yeah. Face, face yourself. <laughs> yeah. So now it's time, time to, to get used to that and yeah. say it's okay. And to communicate, you know, the other thing, and you talk about working from home. And so, you know, as you're, I'm sure you're thinking about this as you're, you know, writing your article or doing your video, whatever you're doing with that. And I thank you for that because I think it's so important to be able to, to help people through that. Um, it can be a challenge. It's like we brought my mother-in-law, who's 83, um, over to our house to stay with us during this time because we didn't want her alone. And so, you know, it's, it's making it ad- adaptions as far as that because I you know I haven't had that. And so, you know, there's a lot of families that have children at home and, you know, how to create schedules around that. So, you know, thinking about that, you know, what's the first thing people need to do because we're into this for a week now and, you know, when we post this, it may be a couple of weeks, but, you know, just thinking about, you know, what can you do as far as organizing your day to make sure that you are productive? Yeah, I think uh, there's a 
few different things I'll touch on. One though is creating your own structure. And so um, having, having routines, especially in the morning, but morning and night is really, really important. Like you, I mean, what's amazing about working from home and I've been working from home for a lot of my career and had remote teams and all of that, but it is, it creates so much flexibility and opportunities to have a healthy lifestyle, but also creates opportunities to have a really unhealthy lifestyle. <laughs> so, but you're in control of that. And, and I think it's really important that we remember that we are the CEOs of our own lives. We are in control of how we play this out. And so in the morning, having a routine, I include, you know, meditation, yoga, and, um, and then a, a, tiny bit of reading just to set myself up and all of that, you know, can be within, I do all of that in 30 minutes and then, um, have scheduled breaks in your day. This is what I'm not very good at doing. And I always <laughs> end up just totally like, you know, stressed out, at the end of the day. <laughs> but I'm trying to set timers in my phone even for these right. walk around, take a walk, you know, yeah, I mean, get out, take a break. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can, you don't have to be trapped in your home, your physical home. You can take a walk and come back. Um, even if you're just walking around your home, that's, that's great. And so, um, and you know, schedule regular check-ins with teammates or colleagues, even if you don't have teammates. Um, but I, I think again, video calls and having those scheduled check-ins, trying to think of some other, I have a list here. I was working on <laughs> article on this topic. Exactly. Um, but yeah, to really take care of yourself. And I use, um, some meditation apps like Headspace and, yeah. um, I've used Calm before, but it's, that's to be able to sleep at night. And I think, um, right now it's also really important that you get good quality sleep mm -hmm. and, but in a lot of stress, it's harder to do that. So um, they have Headspace has these sleep casts where you can fall asleep to, a, a certain track and it's really great. So I just recommend, you know, really trying to preserve the basic needs. And um, if you do have people you're taking care of, like kids or whoever in the home, um, consider taking shifts. I've seen some people be really successful with that, where you feel you're, you know, four hours on, four hours, the other partner takes that or um, creating some kind of schedule so that you're able to have these breaks as well. Yeah, that's a great idea. And I think having a schedule, you know, sometimes you know, when you're, when you're at home and when you're out of control as we are right now, it, the one thing you can control is your thoughts and your reactions and really your schedule. Mm -hmm. And so being able to do that and set that routine is very important. We started doing that. And I know, um, for, you know, my team, it's like, we, you know, do calls in the morning and it's like, you know, they've now adapted to, you know, being able to, to get their own routine going in the morning. And so the more you can get into that, I think, then the better off that is to be able to do that as well. Yeah. I have one of my employees is stuck in such a bad situation. She was in also a transition period of where she was living. She was looking for an, a new apartment. And anyway, she um, also started showing symptoms of COVID-19. So she is completely siloed in this bathroom of her mom's house and, oh. and like, can't leave that room basically. Oh <laughs> and gosh. so, um, she was like, I, you know, she's being so crazy. And, um, 
And so, but she did carve out a space in that room for her, her workspace and oh my just like creating a little rug even that was like, that's my workspace. But you know, no matter what your situation is, try to try to differentiate work life from home life. And right. um, yeah, having, having a schedule, like keeping your normal work hours even um, is, is really important to your exactly. sanity. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, for most of us now that have um, secured, you know, it's like we were talking before that we started taping as far as your own island. It's like, okay, we're all on our own island now. So who did you pick on to be on the island? Um, and you have to take breaks from that too. So it's like, you know, whatever that is, as far as finding that, you know, break to time out, you know, being able to have that balance. But I think mostly it's just, it's a lot of it is patience, patience with yourself, mm-hmm. you know, patience with the people that you're with. Um, and being able to, to have that patience with, um, the conversations, whether it's your borrowers, whether it's family, whether it's, but just to have that patience, I think it's, it's important to be able to do that. Well, and I love what you're doing here, just, you know, bringing people into conversation and, and sharing that with others. Um, I'm even scheduling, I scheduled some, uh, friends, Part, like we're getting together as a party basically yeah. over Zoom. A virtual happy hour. I did one the other night. Oh, I drank nice. a little too much wine, <laughs> but I didn't have to drive. So it was pretty easy. Yeah, exactly. Very responsible <laughs> drinking here. So um, but yeah, we're, several of us are going to get on Zoom and have the happy hour. And I'm sure a lot more people are having community groups. Right. They would have never done before. And it's a unique opportunity to really be able to um, have some fun moments in the midst of this. Exactly. And it's funny, I, I have talked to more people in the past week than I probably have in the last year that I had not connected with. So, you know, just because we're disconnected in terms of physic, physicalities doesn't mean we have to be disconnected as far as having those, those conversations. And for me, it has been very rewarding, you know, when I decided to do this last weekend and it's like, okay, we got to get positive messages out there because, you know, it just, I mean, for me, that's what I love hearing. And I love being able to say, okay, what's the positive of this? And so being able to have conversations with people like you and Phil Hart and Cindy Erdman and, you know, so many great people has been wonderful. And so, mm-hmm. you know, expanding on that. And so, you know, think about how can you do that too? You know, what are some of the people that you can sit down and just have positive conversations? So I think avoiding having those calls like, oh my gosh, what is this? So, you know, getting over that fear and it's like, let's move it and let's focus on the positive because that, you know, like attracts like. So you want to make sure that you're focusing and attracting that that you want to be able to bring into your life. So you have to focus on that. And I, um, one thing I did with my team today, every week we'll talk about our highs and lows, but this week in particular, it was just a a very, it was a funny week to do that. You know, I mean, talking about highs and lows, it's like, man, this is a crazy world, you know, but, um, but I think being able doing that with everyone, like just anyone that you're talking to your family, whoever you're with, or whoever you're having a call with say like, tell me your high and low today or high and low for the week and listening to low, you know, saying like, man, like being there for them as, as we're all going through some kind of low, my low for the week was something weird. It was just the conference rooms got closed in my apartment complex. And I was just like, no, you know, <laughs> and, um, <laughs> but there's just these tiny moments that you can laugh at together. You can be there for each other. And then the highs that we really need to think and, and, you know, 
I don't know, be there for the highs as well and think about right. all of those things that we're really grateful for, that we're learning through this, that we're experiencing through this. And so, yeah, I, I love that. Yeah. And I think putting things into perspective, I think it was Rob Christman had in his post um, this week that really drilled home for me that put things into perspective. And it was your grandparents went to war and you went to sit on the couch. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like when you do that and you put into things into perspective and you can't worry about the future. I mean, you, at this point, you really can't. None of us know what's going to happen. The most important thing right now is, you know, to, to keep the next generation, you know, our generation, I mean, our, you know, coming together to keep everyone safe. That's the most important thing right now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when we get to the next step, then we'll figure out what that next step is. And so focus on where you're at right now and be present in the moment and make sure that you're fully aware and positive about that. And you can't worry about the next step. Um, before I got into the mortgage, mortgage industry years ago, probably when I was eh, maybe close to your age, probably a little bit older. <laughs> I used to be a corporate trainer with Dale Carnegie Training and he wrote a book that's how to stop worrying and start living. And I haven't pulled it out yet, but I think that's going to be my read for the weekend. And so what are your reads right now? What are you uh, reading or uh, listening to on podcasts? Well, I am, I'm trying to think about, I, I've been ref having a kind of spiritual book that I'm reading in the mornings just for five minutes. I can't remember what it's called, but it's just like a devotional type of thing. And then, uh, but I just was given a book called Alchemy that they say is a, a really, really great book about branding and all that. So I'm excited to dive into that. Oh, um, yeah. That's uh, a word we've talked to. We talked about that word when I saw you in LA. Oh, yes, I know. I, I can't believe I haven't read this book yet. I'm yeah. Like, that word. Um, but also, I, I plan to reread my favorite book, which is Circe. It's a fiction book that I just absolutely love. And um, I think it's beautifully written. And I think that type of thing is great for everyone to be reading where you can either something uplifting, like what you're talking about and motivational, inspiring, or something that's just giving you a break from life, you know, exactly. like a beautiful book to, to escape into. That's a great recommendation too. And you know, sometimes, and I think we as um, educators, we tend to focus on always learning things. And sometimes I forget, I have to remind myself, it's okay to read something else. <laughs> yeah, no. And I, I, always forget this, but a lot of times when I read a fiction book, I end it thinking, man, I learned so much more than I do from just a nonfiction book where I'm looking to learn something. And so, you know, if you, if you get good book recommendations and I'm recommending Cersei, definitely it's, um, you, you can learn a lot through those and, and the experience is worthwhile. So. I will have to add it to my, uh, my Amazon Kindle. So yes. I will do that. Very yeah. good. Well, thank you so much for your information. I always love talking to you. I always love seeing you. And uh, so much fun. be Thanks safe in me. LA. Keep us posted as to how you're doing. If we need to uh, airlift any kind of uh, drone wine or something like that. <laughs> I'm set on wine and I have, you know, my food. And so I'm ready yeah. to go. <laughs> well, very good. Thank well, so thank you so much. Um, truly appreciate you being here. And uh, you've been listening to another episode of Flatten the Curve, Not the Spirit.